This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Well, if you're in trouble in Manhattan federal court like Donald Trump is in the E. Jean Carroll civil rape case, what do you naturally do when you don't like your attorneys that you've chosen? Well, you reach out and go to Kansas City, of course. You go get a Kansas City male attorney by the name of Perry Brandt, who nobody's ever heard of in New York or outside of New York, who'd been you know, at a good firm in the Midwest for about 35 years or so, then retired out there, went to another firm in February where they made a big announcement, big splashy announcement about Perry Brandt, formerly a bar president in Kansas City and all that. But he's no longer there because when he filed his notice of appearance just 72 hours before the start of the trial to join the trial team, he listed a, not a law firm, he listed a P.O. box and a Gmail. Nothing says legitimate trial lawyer like a P.O. box and a Gmail address. But that's what Donald Trump, obviously looking at Takapina and Haba, losing a motion after motion after motion in front of Judge Kaplan in the last week, has had enough. Now, here's my theory. Because you, you don't bring in an outside lawyer with 72 hours to go. For those that don't practice, let me tell you, this is highly unusual. And that highly unusual phrase is doing a lot of heavy lift in that sentence. You don't do this. You don't change counsel this quickly. You're not going to get a continuance. You're not going to get a delay or an extension. A jury is going to be picked on Monday. Now, in the aftermath of the Fox and Dominion settlement on Tuesday, one thing we learned and one thing I've always known in my own career is nothing concentrates the mind like a pile of money on the table and a jury in the box and a judge impatiently waiting. Perhaps Perry Brandt has not been brought in to try the case, which would be really cuckoo crazy, right? This 72-year-old guy is going to spend the weekend kind of getting up to speed, reading all the deposition transcripts and seeing all the evidence, and he's going to stand in front of the jury and help pick them and then do the opening statement because your lead trial lawyer has got to do the opening statement. You got to build credibility. You got to build trust and authenticity with your jury. Joe Takapina has, has shown that he may be um, genetically incapable of doing that with a civil jury uh, in, a, in a rape case. And we all know about Alina Haba. She's over her skis, having never tried a case of, of this dimension at any level, including in New York federal court. And Perry Brandt seems to have no experience, success. A successful experience, none that I could find in doing my research before the hot take in trying cases successfully in front of juries in New York. And juries in New York are not like juries in Missouri or juries in Florida. You know, I have a national trial practice. I will tell you that the juries are inherently local and they need somebody that they can trust, not somebody who's parachuted in from Kansas City, Missouri, that they've never heard of to try to tell them why Donald Trump didn't rape E. Jean Carroll in the dressing room in 1995 or 1996, especially when the jury and the p potential jury, which will be anonymous, probably got reporting that Perry Brandt wasn't even associated with the case until like 48 hours ago or 72 hours ago. So here's my working theory. Perhaps Perry Brandt is being brought in as the closer. Maybe he's being brought in because Joe Tacopina and Alina Haba have no credibility and no relationship with E. Jean Carroll's attorney, Robbie Kaplan, that they can't even open a dialogue at this late date, even if they wanted to try to settle the case. And look, we all want the trial. We all want to see, you know, E. Jean Carroll get her day in court and uh, Donald Trump 
be um, adjudged by a jury that he committed a rape. It's not a criminal case, it's a civil case. But civil cases at the end of the day are not about um, anything other than vindication of rights and money. And that's all that a jury can really do. That's what they're being asked to do, to find damage and to award money once they determine liability. So we want to use it as a proxy as, as citizens, as patriots, as people that want to see uh, Trump brought to justice. So we want her to go all the way. But you don't know what's going to happen in a jury. And in federal court, you got to have a unanimous jury. And perhaps there is a Trumper or a conservative person or somebody that just doesn't believe E. Jean Carroll. There's not a lot of corroborating evidence about the event. There's no video camera. There's not going to be any DNA evidence. This happened in 1995 or 1996. So it's going to be her testimony, the testimony of people that she told at or around the same time that this happened to show that she's been authentic and that it's more likely than not that it happened. And then the Access Hollywood tape is going to be played about him saying that he regularly sexually assaults women without of their consent, of course. And then other women who are going to be put on the stand who, who will say, me too, this happened to me as well, and the jury's going to have to make a conclusion. But there is no way that Robbie Kaplan, the lawyer for E. Jean Carroll, is telling her this is a slam dunk. We got this in the bag. Don't even consider a settlement. First of all, it would be against her ethical obligations to tell her that. And certainly, and I, I know, Robbie, we've had her on the show before. There's no way that she's telling that client that. And if there is a substantial offer on the table, and it won't come with an apology or an admission of guilt, it'll just be money. This could happen. And maybe Perry Brandt is being brought in as like from the bullpen in a baseball game as the closer to try to open a dialogue with um, E. uh, E. Jean Carroll's attorneys. And if you use the Fox and Dominion case as a model that just closed on Tuesday, and of course, Donald Trump watched that case. He knows Rupert Murdoch. He's friendly with Rupert Murdoch. He knows that case got settled after the jury was picked and waiting in the box, waiting for opening statements to start. You know, after the lawyers for Fox um, were told by Dominion that the first three witnesses, first three witnesses after opening statement, were going to be one roadmap witness for uh, Dominion who had interacted with Fox and then Rupert Murdoch and then Tucker Carlson. And they settled. One of the reasons that they settled, and I have a hot take on this, I believe, is that there was a change in counsel prior to trial in the Dominion case. Fox got kind of cold feet about its its law firm at the time after they had lost a series of discovery fights about the exchange of information. That's where all those emails and text messages came out of. A ruling by the judge that won against Fox. Fox lost confidence in its attorneys and brought in a new attorney, brought in Dan Webb, a very well-considered former federal prosecutor at a, at a major law firm called Winston & Strawn, ironically also from the Midwest, who had a history of settling cases like this because he had represented ABC News when they got sued for defamation by the meat industry and by meat manufacturers, by Big Beef, when um, they uh, reported ABC News, I don't know if it was on 2020 or one of their other shows, that some additive was used in making hamburger, which they referred to as pink slime. It was the pink slime settlement. And that was for $150 million, and Dan Webb led the efforts to settle that case. So maybe Perry Brandt is not, which would be shocking, going to like do a cram course over the weekend, being taught the, being taught the case by Haba and Takapina and Donald Trump, 
and and then he's going to stand up and like just add water, instant trial lawyer? Or has he been brought in for another reason? Is he going to be more of the sober adult that's going to pick up the phone and try to call Robbie Kaplan to see if there can be a settlement at some time? Maybe it's not the first day of trial. Maybe it's after opening statements. Cases settle at all different places. I've been involved with cases where they settle on the courthouse steps before you walked in, after the, the jury had already been picked, but before opening statements, after opening statements, but before witnesses were put on, after a series of witnesses were put on, and it went really terrible for one side, just before the close of evidence, after the close of evidence and jury instructions were given to the jury, they were just about to deliberate, even as far as jury already had the case, was deliberating over their decision, but before the decision could be made, a settlement was reached. So this can happen at any time time whatsoever until the I've I've been involved with a case where the jury said they returned a verdict but before we heard what the verdict was the parties decided that it was in their best interest to settle the case and take it away from the jury and that happens too so we will have to see there's going to be a settlement discussion that's going to break out the question is whether Perry Brant's going to be involved with it I'm going to follow it like I do for the Midas Touch network on these legal and political hot takes that I do about every day I co-anchor a podcast called Legal AF, also on the Midas Touch Network on Wednesdays and Saturdays. If you like these kind of hot takes, give me a thumbs up on there. It helps with the algorithms and keep, keeps this content flowing to you. Uh, you can write a comment as well. I do read them to see what's going on. And you can follow me on all things social media at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF Reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.